to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to be talking all things Lady Aguilas. Today we're going to be recapping the roster updates that have been going on. we got a new coach to talk about as well. And then we're going to be uh, giving you guys a little bit of a recap of what happened in the preseason. And then, of course, the big preview being the Apertura 21 uh, 2021, excuse me, going into what should be hopefully a better season than last for our ladies. And then, of course, the preview against Santos Feminine as the ladies will debut in the Estadio Azteca in home soil against Santos. So quite the pack, jam-packed episode that we got in store for you guys. So plenty and plenty to talk about. And as always, the America Feminine expert himself joining me tonight. It is none other than AJ. AJ, my friend, how are we? Doing good. Very excited. The true season begins for me, and it starts with America Femini, and I cannot wait to talk everything about Lady Aguilas today. All right, Nigel. Well, let's not hold back any further. Let's just jump right into it because we got plenty to cover and plenty to talk about. Let's just kind of recap where we left off last time we talked about Lady Aguilas. It was the fact that Leo Coyard had already officially been sacked by himself. He quit. He said, I can't do this anymore. I'm old of age. I'm going to be retiring. I'm done of this. And then, of course, we had an interim manager. Finally, after many, many speculations as to who the manager is going to be, we get Craig Harrington, who, by the way, AJ, isn't painted in the best of lighting, let's be honest, with some of the allegations following his previous clubs, which uh, didn't really rub America fans the right way. Although we have to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt in this one. America saw something in him, and I'm guessing they did their research before actually hiring this man. Or at least one would hope so. And so it's going to be interesting to see what he can bring to the table. What can you tell me so much about the new uh, English manager in Coapa? Well, to start things off, he was the manager for the Turks and Caicos um, uh, country's team for 2013-2016. Then he became the assistant manager, manager for the Chicago Red Stars, which did end up going to a final in the NWSL, which they would ended up losing. He then became the head coach of the Utah Royals. FC, which now became disbanded. That's where most of the allegations came from. Now, finally, the America family to one of the biggest clubs and and women's soccer in Mexico. And to just give him a job just like that, as you mentioned before, everyone had their had everyone scratching heads to why we are as men. Claudio Carillon sees different. She saw a reason why she got um the Englishman to come match the team. And he says he has prior experience where he did visit Mexico to see some games. So he maybe has an idea to to how the game is played in Mexico, especially how the league is evolving. But to see him get the job, see what this man can do. Lear in the past now and see what he can do now in the current present. Especially with the results he's been getting us in preseason. It, things are looking good for America Feminine. And this could be a whole new chapter for Craig Harrington. It definitely can be, and hopefully it's a new chapter for these ladies as well. As We'll talk a little bit about the roster updates in just a second. I just want to mention Chris Rivera saying, educate me on women's football, brothers, and that's what we come here to do. At least AJ comes to educate all of us. I know he's the real expert. I'm just here to kind of weave and navigate some of this uh, podcast right here. But it, it is interesting to see that Craig was the guy that was, uh, you know, hired for this, and then we'll have to wait and see. We have to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I mean – not trying to compare, you know, the men's and the women's side here, but could he be that kind of Solari push that we've seen over on the men's side of things with the ladies? It'll be an interesting kind of aspect to to keep an eye out on, and we'll we'll have to wait to see what happens. But for the meantime, we have a new manager, and you know, we'll talk a little bit about results in preseason. But things are looking promising. But again, I, I don't want us to jump, you know, get on our high horse right away and just be like. The savior is here and now. I think there's still a long way to go for these ladies. There's a big uphill battle. But they've started off on the right foot. And I think that's the most important part. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in just a second. But AJ, talk to me. We, before we kind of got on here, we talked about how this season seemed to be a little bit different in regards to, uh, you know, transfers. We've gotten a total of how many departures? That is eight departures from this club. Eight, eight departures. And if I'm not mistaken, six arrivals into the team. Yep. 
Alrighty then, AJ, if you'd be so kind as to read off, who were the ladies that departed from the club this season? One yep. prior season. Mm-hmm. So start things off. Um, Camila Martinez, Fernanda Piña, Jennifer Munoz, Zulma Hernandez, Dalia Molina, Vero Perez, J- Hannah Gutierrez, and JD Gutierrez were all the players to leave America Feminine from the season before. And that's a lot of names, but when you look into the names, some, some of these players doesn't leave that much, um, how to say, pain in that in, in America fans' heart. But to some example, like Bahana Gutierrez, that's one you did not, people really didn't expect. But with the rumors of her going to Adidas, it was bound to happen some point. It's really unfortunate to see a player like her go. Jennifer Munoz is also another name as well. But she did explain the reasons of why she left the club. She is retired from women's soccer and is looking to pursue things that are outside of soccer. But the other names, they didn't really have much playing time. And some some did have impacts while others didn't. But to see eight players go, it's unfortunate. But with the six other that have joined in, it makes you see forget about the departure that happened with this club. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the, the inclusions, the, the 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 arrivals into the team for this season. But like you mentioned, I think there were some big names there that uh, a lot of us didn't expect. Two of them being, of course, Hannah and Jen. Uh, Jen, of course, uh, you know, friend of the podcast. And obviously she stated her reasons as to why she's left not only the team, but the sport in general. Um, like we mentioned before, we wish her nothing but the best of luck in her new endeavors. Um, you know, we're rooting for her. And then, you know, whenever... Hopefully, one day she decides to, to strap on those boots again, and it should be an issue. Hey, if Paul Scholes did it, why can't Jennifer Munoz? That's all I'm saying. Um, and then, But like you mentioned, I think the biggest shock being out, that outside of Jen Munoz, because I think that was the biggest of them all. But outside of that, because she didn't transfer to a new team or, or anything like that. But I think, you know, outside of that, Hannah was a big one. Even though... I. I feel like me and you both were very hypercritical of her. Um, we we were very kind of nitpicky with 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 her, but I think that she was showing her best football towards the latter stages of the season. Um, and and it was quite frustrating to see that America let such a player go like that. Um, not just her, but her sister as well. Her sister's still yet to find a club. I know rumors saying that she might end up over here in the states playing, um, but that is still yet to be determined. But Hannah going to a club like Tigres that is let's face it, the club for uh, Liga Mekis Femenil, that's going to be an interesting one. Will she get playing minutes? That's going to be, I think, a toss-up in the air, AJ, because I don't know if she fits in that squad right away as a starter. Yeah, no. With Roberto Medina, you're kind of lucky if you happen to even get any minutes because youngsters in that club, they don't tend to get that many minutes. They only really ever play if it's to fulfill the league requirements. But with, the play, with um, a player like Ana Gutierrez, who really is like a Swiss Army knife, she could play as a left back, could play as a left mid. I've seen her as a right mid at some point, and she can even play as a right winger. And if ain't if if needed, you could put her as the center mid. So as a player like her, just that young, she could play in a, in a variety of positions, which could be an advantage to Tigres if they ever need to sub any one of their players out. Ana could just slot right in. So for them, honestly, it's a win. But the, like you mentioned before, when she get the playing time, that's to be determined. She'll have to prove. She'll have to fight. For a spot in that Diego spot, and saying how many high caliber players are in that starting eleven of theirs. Yeah, but uh, you know, I would have loved for her to stay at America. I think she definitely had potential, and I think that's the most in- most frustrating thing about it all. But I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But enough of the departures, AJ. Let's talk about arrivals because there's some very interesting names that have come to America to bolster the squad in hopes of what should be a better apertura than last. Uh, give me the names of the arrivals for this 2021 apertura. Mm-hmm. So we have versus Kiana Palacios. Then we have Karen Luna. We have Zoya Aguirre, Amanda Perez, Natalia Malion, and Alexandra Godinez. And all these players that have arrived at Coapa, if I give my take on it, these are really good signs compared to what we have from last season. We're really at say maybe only two or three actually worked out. All the players that we picked up from this transfer window, very solid. And it was much needed improvement for the squad overall. Many of these players have Liga MX experience for the most part. We have but we have players who are coming from outside the league themselves. For example, like Zoya Gidea, she went, she played for Eastern Kentucky University. You have Anda Perez, who came from Sporting SP of Portugal. And Kian Palas is the big name, I'd say, out of all these players coming from that Sociedad of Spain. Yeah, I mean, Kiana being the biggest one of them all, right? I mean, a, 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 just an individual with full of talent. Um, 
and and hopefully full full of energy that can bring a spark to this America attacking side. Um, you you can give us a little bit more of a position wise for her in just a second as to where she fits in the scheme of Carrington. But uh, I, I you know I, I look at at you know the players that have come in and and you look at the track record that they have. It's hard not to feel excited, you know, because you feel like these are truly additions to the team that make it well-rounded all better like we've had we have individuals in the club already you're talking about you know Macharelli and Go, Jocelyn, uh, Yaneli Farias, you know Eva, uh, you know Monse and and of course Dani and then you bring in a player like you know Kiana uh, the, the ones you just mentioned prior to that as well too it, it feels like okay now we've kind of bolstered the squad now we have depth and now we have individuals that fit in the pieces that they need to fit and they they don't kind of off balance the team as in years prior so i think from my perspective that is the good thing that is a very good thing mm -hmm. to have um uh, but of course everyone's going to be talking about kiana um uh, you know, women's national team player. She she has a great track record with 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 the national team, not just the national team, but of course her time over there in Europe. Um, you know, it, it, talk to me a little bit more about her for those of for those who may not know exactly who she is. She um she's an American Mexican soccer player, at 24 years of age. Like you mentioned, she plays for the women's national team of Mexico. She did start off playing in the states before moving off to go play in Europe, then eventually make her way to Spain. In Spain, she played 70 games only being able to score 13 but it was in a high competitive league like in spain where they have some of the best teams playing over there in in spain and in, and in women's football in europe so for her to be playing that many games the team definitely saw something in her but what does this mean for america feminine it's a good signing you got someone who's got the experience playing in overseas and plays for the national team and now for the first time she gets to play in mexico and, to, and what a, a team to play for like america she does have friends in who and the team who do play on the national team with her. And for her to be a striker as well, which is something I feel like Amerika has kind of been lacking, she could definitely be the player to finally be that number nine that we definitely need, the, our goal scorer. Impressive, we always looked at Dani Espinosa, but she has struggled from time and time, and it feels like season she has been going down in her goal scoring. But with someone like Kiana Pelas just to help out now, it's very good, and I'm really excited to see what she can do in an America feminine in an America uniform. You know, the most interesting thing for me about this signing is I feel like it's going to bring the best out of Dani, because now she kind of is trying to find her her role in this America side, knowing that she's not going to be that target player up top. She has the ability to be more creative, be more of that kind of explosive player, making things happen for America. Be a true number ten for this team. Um, and then, of course, seeing what Kiana is capable of incorporating to the squad, too, will be interesting. Now, here's an interesting thing. Um, Kiana is very good friends with Jocelyn, who is also very good friends with Jen Munoz. Like that is these these girls have grown up and played with each other their entire lives. And for any true Americanista out there that used to watch the Instagram lives of either Jocelyn or uh, Jen, back uh you know they would always they would always have find a way to incorporate kiana and they would always joke around and laugh and people would be like oh kiana come to america come to america and i guess kiana's dad is not a huge america fan so this is kind of like one of these things that i was always skeptical but it would always make sense if she did end up coming to america um and i'm actually really happy that she has i am a little bit saddened though that the timing just was a little bit off because what what a team this America side could have been if you would have had kind of a spine of Justin Orejel in defense, Jen Munoz in the midfield, and Kiana Palacios up top, uh, you know, scoring the goals. I think that that would have been just mind-blowing, right? That's a it would have been ideal. Right there. Triple threat. These, I mean, you're talking about players that have grown up playing with each other since, you know, since they were little to the point where now they're professionals um and so it just it's it's a little bit frustrating that you know things just didn't land the way that they did but of course uh you know we're we're, we're not saying anything negative we're not you know saying like oh jen come back or anything like that we're just saying it would have been nice to be able to witness that but it's not to say that this america side is not capable of producing what we think in mind still to this day um it'll be interesting 
be interesting to see what happens. But very good incorporations that I think we have. Uh, and I think as the season develops along the way, we'll see exactly what these ladies can bring to this America side. Um, not just the ones that are incoming, but I think, you know, players like Cascueva, who maybe have a lot to still give to this America side, especially after having a poor season like they did. Um, you know, players like that, that you just think little by little with a little bit more internal competition will bring the best out of them. Hopefully, mean that this team is going to be a much, much better side. I, I just want to read off a question here that I put up not so long ago. It's by Chris saying, not sure if this is the right time to ask this, but is it fair to that some fans blame the women's squad investment to why the men's squad investment have been poor? Um, I, I don't know if I'm reading this right, AJ. Let me know if your interpretation of this is any different than mine, but I think Chris is asking if some fans are blaming the women's investments and being like, well, America is putting money for the women's rather than putting it for the men's, um, which I don't think is uh, adequate. I, I think they're two different transfer budgets. Mm-hmm. I think they're 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 dealt with differently. And I'll tell you this much: there's a lot cheaper transfers going on in the America Feminine than what the men's are trying to do. Because as big of a name as Kiana Palacio was, is excuse me, that was is. As big of a name as she is, I promise you, she did not make the. We did not have to break the transfer market to try to bring her in. Although, if we try to bring in any other player, America knows already that one. We don't even have foreigner spots, and two, just the money. Bad contracts. Yeah, bad contracts, and then the money people would ask for a Mexican is ridiculous. So I think the transfer market is kind of an influx in in when you can try to compare the women's to the men's side of thing. Of course, this is not what we're here to do. We're never here to compare either one or two. Um, you know, they both have their own separate kind of transfer budgets. They all have they both have their separate kind of you know seasons and stuff like that. And and we don't really like to mix them. But I don't think it would be fair if any fan was to blame the lady side. Uh, as to why the men's haven't been able to do anything in regards to the transfer window. I think that is a whole different topic than that's something that we've discussed on prior podcasts over on the men's side of things. So if you guys want to go check that out, we do go into some deep discussions as to why we think America is not making the transfers that they are. But one thing's for sure, AJ, I'm glad that the ladies got the job done. And it looks like they did their homework pretty well. What grade are we going to give them at the end of the season? That is still yet to be determined. But... As of right now, things are looking promising, AJ. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Especially just looking at some of the players' like stats from how they played for other teams. Like, example, like Natalia Marion, only 19 years of age. She's played over around 90 games with Toluca and scored 33 goals. She was their all-time leading goal scorer. Just like before we brought someone like Dalia Molina to the team when she was the all-time leading goal scorer for the defunct Morelia side. Um, Zora Aguirre, she's a goalkeeper. She's been the third-string goalkeeper. This stat, in her... Rookie year, she made 92 saves. 92 saves. That's impressive towards me. That's impressive to me, actually. She's on her and she's 5'9, I think, is which is that's she's on the taller aspect of things. Of she is on the taller aspect league. of things. That's tall. Yeah. But yeah, she's yeah tall. no. Stick her in goal because I'm tired of seeing her not that much to get beat uh, from like 30 yards out so just because she couldn't hop. Only beginning. I think that's every goal that thing that's <laughs> ever been a goalie issue ever since we had Cecilia Santiago. Just America fan goalkeepers always seem to just have a step well, ahead I mean, and then. Me, me and Dylan would make the argument that America let the best goalkeeper in the league go, but hey, that is just neither here nor there, right, AJ? <laughs> I'm, I prefer not I'm to kidding. speak. If I speak, I am in big trouble. I'm kidding. No, actually, look, hashtag in Renata Mascherelli with trust. I think, I think, and I'm going to go out in record in saying this, and I may look like a fool, but I think that I'm, I'm, I'm just in what I'm about to say. I think America Family has the best goalkeeper in the league in Renata Mascherelli. Oh, no doubt I, about it. She's top five. I, I, no doubt I, about it. I, I'm putting it, I'm putting my foot down. Firmly, and I know I've been critical of her too. But if you if, if if you see some of the other goalkeepers, that you some of you would agree with me. But I'm going and putting my foot down, and I'm saying Renata Mascherelli, best goalkeeper in the league. I don't care what you say. She's not top five. She's not top three. She's top one. I promise you. And this season, I promise you, she's gonna showcase it. She she seems hungry. She seems determined. And there's something about her that just she keeps elevating herself year in and year out. And I think this could be a big one for her. So. Uh, yeah, Renata Mascherelli, keep an eye on her because I think she's going to be detrimental as she has been in seasons past, but detrimental for America. Um, all right, AJ, 
that does it in regards to arrivals and departures. A whole fresh look into this America side. What will 2021 bring, at least the latter stages, for this America side? Well, in order to kind of really, truly comprehend that, let's talk a little bit about the preseason that these ladies had over in the States. Uh, played a total of three games, if I'm not mistaken. All three of them were pretty convincing wins. but. To that, I say it wasn't against the biggest or best of rivals. Let's be honest. Um, but talk to me a little bit more about the preseason that these ladies had over here in, uh, I believe it was Texas. Yep. So they first start off against the Athenians with the 2-0 win. Yeah, Monica Rodriguez scoring her first goal for America Fan, which is nice. And Farias converting a penalty into a goal. Then we had Austin Elite FC, which we also defeated them 2-0. Goals going from Mayra Pelayo and Diana Garcia. And then a, a great win against Woko FC. 6-0. Yekka scored twice. Monset scoring one. Dani Jimenez and Eva Gonzalez. Um, these look pretty well. And just looking at their formations as well, Craig played a, Craig Harrington put up a lot of a 4-3-3 formations. And it was just nice to see just how the team was uh, was playing on the pitch. We were getting a lot of opportunities at goal, but we just weren't sealing them. And it's one of those that I feel like America family we have seen in the prior seasons before. They have shown some make the most of opportunities. You can have 5, 10, 15 chances in a game, and some's only able to pull one or two away. While it's preseason, not the best of opponents, but it's to warm themselves up. It's now time for them to prepare themselves for the upcoming matches in the league. And I feel like this should be an idea to these players. Sometimes you can only have one chance in that entire game. You have to make the most out of it. Their wins. We're getting goals, which is nice to see, but it's just one of those things as well that America fans have pointed out time again that they need to be more precise with the opportunities that they get in goal yeah it's only preseason but at the same time you want to score as soon as you get the ball the first time put it in the back of the net that's what you want to see but all in all convincing wins and texas in total you scored 10 goals in three games that's good yeah, and and you know what, a clean sheet's always important to build confidence in the back as well. But again, I, I think that these ladies walk away with it and say, okay, this was kind of a good lap around uh, around the field. It wasn't really like they were being tested too much. Like again, these these rivals, no disrespect to them whatsoever. It just didn't seem like it was up to our par, up to our level. It's really just kind of basic. Let's get our feet wet and then see how it goes. I think the true test was when we had these kind of preseason friendlies back at home in Mexico. Mm-hmm. We played against Toluca and we played against, was it Pachuca? Pumas. Well, it was against Pumas. Um, the Pumas one we lost, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the Toluca one we ended up winning. Talk to me a little bit more about those two matches because I think those were truly a testament of what we might see this season. Uh, well, unfortunately, we didn't get to see any footage of them playing, but I did hear on tour they beat Toluca 5-1 convincingly. They were losing at first, but in second half, it, they just took over completely. They had three of those goals coming from the youngster, um, Ronaldita, as they called her, Renata Huerta, with three goals. You have another goal from Zaira Moreno, another youngster who has played academy, and then a goal from Eva Gonzalez. And just seeing things like that, it's good. And what I like to pinpoint from this match against Toluca, it's the youngsters that play in this game. Like Renata Huerta and Zaira Moreno, they gained themselves goals. And I feel like this is something we hopefully get to see more on this upcoming season. And to have a convincing win like that, 5-1, against the team you're going to be playing against this season, that's something good to see. And we did put up a stronger lineup as well against them. So seeing this result could be a reflection for what's to come in the upcoming um, apertura. Definitely. And then the Pumas game not really going Harrington's way, did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just a 2-1 loss while we did make a late game so soon in the 80th minute. And I Huerta once again scoring a goal for us. But unfortunately, it was not enough. But you're seeing Huerta all over the place, and that's a good thing. And Pumas, they're a good opposition. Last season, they were one of the top defensive teams in the league. And they got to show it here. We we only allowed one goal in. You know, they gave America Femini a tough match, but this is only the preseason. It's only just one game. We'll definitely be seeing them again in the season. Definitely. It's all just begun. And I think after that matchup, we were seeing tweets, hashtag Harrington out, which I think is a little bit early, but hey, you know, fans like to be heard. Um, Renata Huerta. So this is a player that has 
caught her eye ever since you know she made her debut with America. She seems to have something special. Um, I like to call her Twinkle Toes because she's able to you know go uh, in and around players, dribble. You know, we saw that amazing nutmeg she did. Um, who was it against Nekaxa? Yeah, it was against Nekaxa. Again, like I said, again, really, truly, truly an amazing player. Um, and I'm interested to see what she's capable of bringing to this America side. I think she may not necessarily get the starting position time and time again. But I think coming off the bench, she could be a kind of a very good player to introduce when maybe you need a little bit more creativity going forward or something like that. Uh, overall, I mean, I like it. And I think it's... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what she's capable of doing. And, you know, Harrington might bring out the best in, in Renata Huerta. And who knows, by the end of the season, she might be an undisputed starter. I would love to see that because ever since I first saw her on that pitch, she had that nutmeg. And then he ended through the end of conversation going on, oh, I'm just like, she's got something. And I know it. Just like you mentioned, like Tony told us how she's just able to just dribble past players left and right, like no tomorrow. She's like, she's just like, a master with the ball in dribbling. And it's good to see. We do see her at times playing as a right winger. She is also able to play as a forward despite her being short. I think she's around, what, 5'2". But many players in this league are not tall. But for someone like her, of her stature, where she's just able to just dribble past players like no tomorrow and just have the speed. Like I mentioned, I think youngsters like Renata Huerta and Zaina Moreno will definitely be seeing some games under Craig Harrington this season. Should be an interesting one. Definitely an interesting one, and we'll have to wait to see what happens. But that's kind of a little bit of a recap of what happened in and around the preseason for our ladies. Um, we're, you know, it's hard for us to really get a gauge of everything as none of these were really broadcasted. I think the states were the ones that really got more love and meant more attention. But even then, it was a little tricky to try to find a, a broadcast. I think only one was yep. the one that actually got broadcasted so we'll have to wait and see what happens again it's it's unfortunate but it, it seems like it's getting a little bit better year in year out aj it, it, they're getting a little bit more game coverage that helps us out a lot because sometimes we go into this a little blind uh which always does make things a little bit more difficult but overall in the end i mean a total a total thumbs up from us here at the Eagle podcast for the ladies i think it should be an interesting one and we'll see what happens but, all right, AJ, uh, let's move on into the next segment, which is kind of previewing the overall uh, apertura for the ladies. We'll talk a little bit about some of the games that kind of caught our eyes. And then, uh, you know, we'll give our predictions as to where we see these ladies finishing in the uh, at the end of the regular season and potentially maybe even Ligia. We'll give out a couple of players that we think need to have a pretty good season, uh, so on and so forth. But beforehand, I do want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out footcult.com. They got some amazing products, some amazing gear. And sometimes they have some amazing merchandise that is the Eagle Eye Podcast branded. As you guys can see, AJ is wearing our beautiful new Eagle Eye Podcast kit. Look at that. That's a throwback if I've seen any throwback on a thursday before um just kind of you know merges that beautifulness of the 80s that you know rigidness of the 2000s and then just kind of puts it all together and says you know what here's something that you guys weren't expecting so again thank you for full call for making that a possibility something that we definitely were in the works for and glad that we were make we were able to make it a possibility to everyone that ordered one again thank you so much um and if you guys like that we'll, we'll have many more stuff with foot cult along the way but it's not to say that that's the only thing they have they got a lot more stuff over there so make sure you guys check them out they got some amazing stuff that they're gonna be dropping pretty soon it goes you guys don't want to miss any second of that whatsoever so again thank you for foot cult for sponsoring today's episode you guys can get 10% off for all foot cult products foot cult products excuse me if you guys go to uh if you guys use the discount code eep at checkout to get 10% off again that is discount code eep at checkout to get 10% off all right aj let's talk apertura 2021 for our ladies home opener is going to be against uh santos laguna and when i mean home opener i'm uh i truly do mean Home opener, correct? Yes. We're back at the Azteca, finally. Fun fact, we've only played 24 games in the Estadio Azteca. And now we finally get to have our home games this season at the Estadio Azteca, the true home. Not Guapa, not at the train facilities, no, but home. 
Because you know what they say, AJ, home is home, and you can't ever take that away from Mariga. The Sajisteca is always going to be the kind of, you know, the place where everything and everything should be. Uh, I think the most interesting thing is that we are going to get a full calendar of America family at the Estadio Azteca, which I think a lot of people are excited about. A lot, a lot of people are, uh, us included, because, you know, and means that potentially we get more game coverage from them here in the States, because you would imagine the equipment is just sitting there. So might as well just kind of, you know, turn it on and have people watch it. Um, but that is the home opener. And I think that one's the first one that catches your eyes. If you look at the first opening six matches, which is what we typically see here, I think America Family's calendar is quite favorable. I think you're looking at this one and you're thinking, you know what? I think your strongest opponent within the first six jornadas is definitely Pachuca. Mm -hmm. But it's to see how they come into that jornada five. And then you think, well, you know, if we can get some track record within the first four matches, I don't know. It could be promising for us. Um, Two home openers, two home openers, excuse me, one home opener. And then the second one also being at home against uh, Puebla. That's always going to be fun. Not having to travel you know going going to and from will be interesting to to be able to stay at the Azteca for a while um and then kind of the bigger matches here giving you guys kind of dates as to when you guys can expect the first Clásico being September 4th that is against Pumas that is at home at the Estadio Azteca um they have this written down right now Saturday uh September 4th like I mentioned 8 p.m. central time that is uh 6 p.m. Pacific time and uh, for you, AJ, 9 p.m. Eastern. So be interesting to see that. Uh, then we have two back-to-back Clásicos, uh, Jornada 11 and Jornada 12. So we have Cruz Azul on Monday, October 4th. That is uh, going to be an interesting one. And then right after that, here's an interesting one, AJ. We travel away to Guadalajara and we go up against Chivas on a Monday out of all days. Interesting. So... That game is going to be, like we mentioned, Monday, uh, October 11th. That is at uh, 9 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, and of course, for UAJ, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then uh, to close out the the jornada, I think the last four matches are going to be an interesting one. I think it's a tough, Ooh. tough ask for America Feminine. Look, you're you're going up against Rayadas, you're going up against uh, Atlas, and you're going up against Tigres, and your last matchup is against Leon, which maybe on paper seems a little bit more of a favorable side, but you've had to go up against Rayadas, Atlas, and Tigres before going, uh, you know, and then after that, Leon. Not an easy task whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm, at all. Uh, but, I mean, if you had to sum it up overall... I think this is quite a favorable calendar. If anything, it looks and mirrors a little bit kind of the men's as well, thinking you have a promising start to the season, but you do have a pretty close, a pretty tough closing to the season as well. Yeah, I know that about it. Just like like you mentioned, like the first opening games, while it seems favorable, the one that does scare me actually says Pachuca because they're Brian Charlene Coral and they got Lucero Cuevas. Those two yeah. up front, that's going to definitely be um, challenging America's defense right there at that point, see what they can do. But all the other games, they'll paint to be pretty fun matches. While last season, we did have to struggle against some of these teams. Santos, we only beat them 2-1. Puebla, last game of the season, we did end up losing 1-0. Querétaro, uh, we, I'm pretty sure we didn't have to get the win, but it was not an easy task. Same with the Luca, I have not an easy task as well. Um, opening matches don't seem too different. Then down the road, it does go back a little bit easy with teams like San Luis and Necaxa. Then you got that first Clásico against Pumas, which is definitely a challenge. We were the team, though, that did end up stopping them from getting clean sheets. And then from there, it was just a downhill um, road for Pumas. They just conceded goals left and right after that. But then we have um, the back-to-back Clásicos against Cusasu. 8 p.m. actually on um, October 4th, which is nice, actually. Get to see that. Have a late-night Liga Manky 17 match, and what better way? It's a Clásico. And you got Guadalajara, yeah. that'd be pretty fun. But then that was last um four games of the season. Rayadas, Atlas, and Tigres. Oh, that's painful. I think about it right now. We're not even towards the end. I'm just already knowing that's going to be very tough. It is. It is. It's always going to be a tough matchup. But I think, mm-hmm. in theory, you would want to go into those games pretty much close to securing your spot into the Ligia. Now, mm-hmm. 
whether or not that's going to be the case, that's going to be up to Carrington and the ladies to kind of decide for themselves as to what, whether they want to suffer towards the end of the season or if they want to maybe backpack a little bit of it and just kind of be like, all right, we did our we did our work at the beginning. Let's let's just kind of, you know, see where things land in, at the end of the season. But I, I think it's an interesting one because if America can close out the season strong and get some pretty good results against your Rayadas, your Tigres, your Atlases, uh, who's to say that that doesn't spark a little bit of something to get them into a deep run, you know? I, I think that's important, and, and that's going to kind of maybe catapult this team into something that we've never really truly seen from this America side. So we'll have to wait and see. Let's talk a little bit about objectives here, AJ, because the ladies kind of have a burden. Is it's not probably the proper word to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. They have a little bit of a burden that they have to hold the same kind of what is the word I'm looking for? They 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 kind of unfortunately have to uphold to the same standards as the men's side of things because you're a medica, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that they don't need to because uh, the institution is the institution, and we will always demand high demands from it because we are who we are. But it is going to be a little bit unfair because I feel like, you know, it's still a rebuilding process from the ground up in this team. You're looking at the fact that you've let go of the one manager that was with you from the beginning. And now you're having to, you know, go back to the drawing board with Carrington. Some of these players having to adapt to a new system that they may not be so familiar with. Because with Coyote, it was just a lot of rinse and repeat. So as far as objectives go for America Feminine this season. What do you think the fans kind of will project onto this team? And then what is the realistic objective for this America side to achieve? Hey, go back to winning ways. We're out of an era with Leo Coyar. We're out with the old and in with the new with someone like Craig Harrington to see what he can bring to the, to the um, board and see what he can bring onto the pitch with the squad that he has. A lot of these players, they're they've been with Goyer for a very long time, where he has known them at some point when they were little. Now at Harrington, it's him just having to figure out who's who, what's their preferred position, how do they play, now how he's going to implement how his players play into his into his own formation. That's what I want to see from this scene. I just need to see winning ways. It was very tough last season. It was at that point like we were beat up, and it's just like we got to the end. Now just try our best. We fell early in the quarterfinals, and now in this case, I think that's what every America wants to see. Now we want to challenge against these teams with the new team, with the new acquisitions that we've got now, and how preseason is looking like. Any American fan has the highest expectation for them. It's to get into the playoffs, and overall, we would like to see them look the trophies. Now, see how, how they could compare up against every other team, but all I just want to see is this team to just be strong, it's just to be strong and play with 100% passion. Because last season, I feel like we didn't really see it that much. They were just, it felt like if anything, excuse for the French, like half-ass it. We don't want to see that. We want to see every single one of these players play with 100% day in and day out in every game that they play. What I'd expect for America Feminine, we're hey, I want to see a top four spot. I definitely think at this time around, we could definitely finish it with the players that we got. Now for the expectation, in my opinion, I'd see them trying to get to a semifinal. That's what I honestly would see they can do. We're not going to be going here with the, with a the new manager and be like, we're heading to a final melee and win the towel. Start things off. It's his first season. Let's see what he knows in this league and then go into next season see what he can improve on. So would you would you say that the expectations are going to be a little bit tempered? Like they're going to be a little bit taped and say, okay, look, we know we understand that it's a new manager, it's a mm-hmm. new system, we're building from the ground up. You think the fans will have that understanding of it's a new process? So as long as we make it into the playoffs, that's reasonable. That's more than enough reason to say it was a good season. Or do you think that as every year, title or bust? It's different this time around. Uh, if ain't that one, just do a small little compare and contrast, like with the with the men's side of things. Santiago Sadi, first game in, we know he's playing Real Madrid. He's done something. Has he really won a major top? No. When he came to America, well, yes, you are America on the men's side of things. You want to win everything. In this case, not everyone was out so lucky when we lost in quarterfinals. It's like okay, it's his first season. Let's see what he can do now in the next season. I feel like this is gonna be the same case with Harrington. 
It's his first season. He's new to the entire league himself. While, yes, he has been in Mexico to see some games now. Now he's got to experience an entire season with this team and see what notch he has got, what he has um, obtained from coaching this team and see how he can do it next season. For me, try his very best, not just because by try, but I want him to do his very best that he possibly can. So for me, get to the playoffs. That's the thing we got to do. If you're America, you need to be in the playoffs, no doubt. We have made every single, we have, and every single season we have played this league, we have made it to the playoffs. We definitely don't make it to the playoffs. That's a bust, no doubt about it. And there's going to be some problems. If we can get past the core finals, if it's not like an opponent like Divas, we definitely can get into the semis. And who knows, if we do not happen to face against Divas in the semis, it could be so like an Ayaz, Atlas, or Chivas. That'll be a tough fight, but I think it's definitely doable to get into the final. So for real Millie, to put in short, get to the playoffs and finish in a tough spot, top four, my opinion. I think that's, 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 that's the proper expectations to have, AJ. And I think that any fan out there, reasonably speaking, would say that that is kind of what they're looking for too. But you know that we are America, and I think mm-hmm. Chris has said it before too in the comments before, we are the most spoiled fan base in and around this league. And because of that, we have high expectations that never really get uh, t- tapered and will always be title robust, whether it's for the ladies or whether it's for the men. And I don't, and, and, and I don't disown that whatsoever. I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying that's our culture. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not to say that it's, you know, I'm, I'm not here to paint a, a line and say it's good or bad in the sense. I'm just saying that is the way we operate. And I think that, you know, I, I, I would at least hope that Carrington's coming into this one and saying, you know what, I, I, I know the expectations. I know what it is. Uh, and I'm here to demonstrate that I'm capable of surpassing those expectations. And so he knows that he's going to be in debt with this fan base until there's another title being lifted. And so it'll be interesting to see. But again, we need to be more level-headed in, in coming into the season and saying, okay, let's take it game by game, and then we'll make our assessments as we go through the season. But it is an interesting kind of topic to, to have a discussion around as to what we think. At least the board would, would want maybe what we're asking for as well. Top four, get into the playoffs see what happens from there but i think that is kind of where the bar is at to be honest and and we'll have to wait and see what happens but uh should be an interesting one aj i'm excited for the season I'm, I'm i'm really really excited to see what this new coach and these new players are capable of doing for this america side so um well give me your prediction aj as to how far you think this america side is going to go first give me where do you think after the regular season in the table do america finish off and then we'll go from there I'd say they'll secure um fourth place, and um this fourth season. place they'll secure. Fourth. I like it, fourth place. Okay, I'm gonna be a little bit more daring and adventurous. As much as I want to say first place, we both know that's not gonna happen. Um, I'm going third place, AJ. I think we can nick it somehow. I think we have some talent, and I think with some of these youngsters being kind of a little bit more of a revolution for this side. I think we can surprise a couple of people. And third place isn't, I think, a far stretch for this team whatsoever. So uh, I'd like to see third place. Although fourth, I'd be more than content with. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you mentioned, top four is a must. Um, let's let's talk playoffs then. If we get into that top four position, we make it into the playoffs. How far do you think we make it? Well, well had semis. I feel like I might been, that's where we're going to hit. Wow. We would love to hit for our final. I just feel like maybe semis, if anything, I'll be content with. We were just one step away from game there. And in previous times, we have mostly finished in semis. That's where we mostly just been at. Last time been to finals 2018. But semifinals, I'll be content with. Ah, I'm torn. Um, but I'm, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you, AJ. I'm going semis. I think that we can get over that little hump of finishing getting knocked out in, in the first round and mm-hmm. hopefully in the semifinals we get there. And I mean, after that, maybe everything's up in the air and seeing where we can land off. So we'll have to wait and see, but that is kind of where we're kind of at least placing the team. It'd be nice if they give us uh, something better than that, which I think we would all be more than grateful for. Uh, but for the meantime, that is where kind of we're setting our expectations and hopefully they can live up to it. And if not even more so, um, but that is kind of, 
where we're at in regards to the season. Uh, quickly, AJ, uh, give me just a couple of players that you think these uh, our listeners should be kind of keeping an eye out for in regards to these ladies. Um, start things off, Renata Mascherelli. We mentioned before, and I even think that she's arguably the best goalkeeper in this league, and she's someone that's definitely going to need to be at that same, if not even go at a bigger level than what she was from last season. Made a, a lot of, of incredible saves. Always telling her defense to get to get it together. Be that brick wall. Help her out. Communicate. And at the match, I feel like, as people mentioned, she was long overdue for her starting time in America when you usually see her on the bench. And I feel like maybe this could be the season she gets a call to the national team, which would be amazing for her to see. But also for her to be in America, continue starting every single game of the season and being that goalkeeper that we need. Become, who knows, maybe... Just as good to see as Santiago, if not even better than her. That's what I love to see. Um, another player, um, Justin. Justin Rahem, she's definitely going to need to step up for what it was from last season. Last season was very tough for everyone, but for the defense this time around, she's definitely got to be a staple in that defense. In that back four, she stands out from the bunch. Very tall. She's capable of generally able to even take the ball all the way up to midfield. Even at times, you could see her up front. She definitely has the defense and she has the offense that she could bring life into this defense and at times get herself involved in team plays. In midfield, and this time around, I'm going to have to see Ava Gonzalez step up as well. Like, I say she was arguably one of the best players that we had last season, and this time around, let's continue it. She, I feel like when I saw her, it's like the same thing everyone first saw in Jennifer Munoz since she first arrived at America Feminine. A standout player. I hit it gem, I even say myself, and even a contender for one of the best midfielders in the league. And Ava Gonzalez, I think she's got that tie right now at the moment for one of the best midfielders in this league right now currently. And I'd say are you maybe the best midfielder that America has. I mean, for her to do amazing she always can and be that player that we once saw Gem to be. Only a one-season one, but with Ava, it seems every single season and she improves more and more, and I'd love to see that. And then forward, I would like to see Kiana Palacio and see what she can do. She's come from Spain, not to play in Mexico. This is a whole new playing ground for her in a whole new league that's improving more and more each season. Love to see what she can bring to the table. She, I feel like she's definitely going to be starting in a lot of games this season for America Feminine. She's playing a lot in the national team, and she's playing a lot in Spain. Let's see what she can do in an America uniform. Would love to see her score a bunch of goals left and right, and maybe see... See that play that could, who knows, now give Dani Espinosa a, um, a run for her money now in goal scoring now. I'd love to see that. If not, help her out up front as well. Get to see both of them score goals left and right. Be that partner that Dani Espinosa has been looking for ever since Lucero Cuevas left the team. Definitely. I mean, some pretty good names right there. Um, I, I, You picked a couple of the people I was going to say. So, yeah, I mean, exactly who AJ mentioned. That's exactly who you guys need to look out for. Uh, the Renata Mascherelli, I think she definitely needs to get called up to the national team because it was an embarrassment what these goalkeepers were doing against the U.S. Women's National Team. I'm just going to put it like that. And whoever has an issue with me, you guys know where to find me on Twitter because I will sit and die on this hill that those goals were undisputably terrible. To concede, um, and Mascherelli would have done so much better. AJ, so so much better. Um, but but you know those are those are really good names, and I think those are kind of the key standout players that mostly everyone is gonna hopefully want to see in an America jersey step up this season. And uh, we'll just wait to see what happens. AJ, I have to wait to see what happens. Um, but all right, that does it for our season preview. AJ, let's talk a little bit of what's gonna happen on Sunday because America, like we mentioned opens up the Estadio Azteca for the Apertura against Santos Feminine. What can we expect from this matchup, AJ? What can we expect from Santos? But most importantly, what can we expect from Harrington and these ladies coming into this, you know, start of the season? Last time these two teams met, America won 2-1 away. It was a tough match, but we managed to get away and secure our three points. Um, I expect real quick Harrington, considering how he ran a lot in the preseason with the 4-2-2 formation. I expect the same thing because I feel like in this time around when I'm looking at our rosters, we don't really have that many wingers really or players in midfield. So I feel like it's the best thing he can do. It's running a 4-3-3 and we have seen success with this 4-3-3 formation. Considering when you're looking at the preseason results, very good. So I expect him to run on the same thing. With Santos on the other hand, it just seems to be one of those things that always 
happen to just score on America Family, no matter what the case is, whether they're in good form, bad form, always seems to get a goal or two against us. While most games have either been at a 1-1 draw or a 0-0 draw, there have been instances where America have won for the most case, but they're definitely going to give America a run for the money. Um, you have good, you have good players like Cynthia um, Berasa, who's been who's been their um, the team captain and their all-time leading goal scorer. She's definitely going to be stepping up to the plate and scoring a goal. No doubt about it. I feel like it, it's going to be happening. If there's any player I know in Santos Laguna Femini that that'll be scoring a goal, it's going to be Berasa. A Berasa, no doubt about it. Um, some of the notable players that American Femini used to have, like Marcela Vera, very solid defender, should definitely be giving some of the um the forwards and American Femini a tough time. You ain't getting past her that easily. Yeah, players well like Wendy um Wendy um whoa Wendy Morales say Toledo. Um Morales saw, she was a, ba- a solid um backup defender for America. I feel like she'd definitely be stepping to the um to the occasion. And XFD Nueva, I as like to see her as like a little um mini Henry Martin, Mrs. Muscle Girl herself. I could definitely see her um getting herself maybe a goal or so in this case. But I'm just gonna be having quite the task at hand to play against Santos Laguna Feminine. They gave them a tough time last season. No, no difference is going to be in here. They're definitely going to give it their all, and so should America Feminine. This is Craig Harrington. Observe what's what's happening on the pitch. You should be taking notes every single time. Learn from each and every single one of these 17 teams who'll be playing against this season. It sounds like Luna, no doubt about it. Take notes to see how they'll play. Interesting. Well, and you know, it sounds like Santos is going to come in and try to do the job, and I think America will have to kind of weather the storm at times, but, you know... It's hard to really depict how this side really plays. I don't think we'll get an idea of what Harrington wants from these ladies until maybe after the third or fourth jornada. So I can't sit here and tell you, AJ, we're going to try to be a team with possession. We're going to try to be a team that likes to explode on the counter. We can't. I can't really tell you how we're going to play in and against around Santos. I will tell you this much, though. We're not going to see a little Cuellar situation where we kind oh. of sit deep a little bit and try to get and relieve on the counter. I would hope that we're leaning towards being a little bit more of a possessive side team and not being afraid to have the ball. But then again, I don't know. There's there's different tactics, different ways of playing. And I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But again, it should be interesting. This game entirely is going to be kind of the first game we can actually start dissecting Harrington's tactics. We'll see what works, what doesn't work, and we can go off and kind of build an assessment for this team off of this game. But it will be an interesting one nonetheless. That 4-3-3 is something that I think can play dividend to this side. I think we have the players that fit in this role perfectly. Um, And even so, saying that that means we might have to shift Dani Espinosa to the right wing position. But I'm not too opposed to it either. I think with Kiana Palacios, maybe sometimes rotating and switching with Danny will be interesting to see if they do, uh, you know, kind of overlap each other at times during the game. Will be interesting. But I am, you know, I'm curious to know as to what you think the starting eleven is going to be against Santos on Sunday. All right. So goalkeeper, have Renata Mascheri starting. Our back fours be consists of Kalen Luna on the left. Two center backs be Janete Farias and Jocelyn Rojer. Our right backs be Monica Rodriguez. In midfield, we're going to be having Amanda Perez playing as the center defensive midfielder. Your two center mids is going to be Cascuevas and Abel Gonzalez. On the left wing, you're going to have Monte Hernandez. On the right wing, I'm going to have Daniela Espinosa. And at striker, I'm actually not having Tenya Palas. Instead, I'm going to have Natalia Malion get the start over her. Interesting. Why? I just feel like, considering, you know, Malion is young. She's the one that definitely has the Liga Mekis Femini experience with Toluca. I feel like he's definitely going to be using someone like her to see what she can do against Santos. She's played against Santos before plenty of times. See what she can do. And then if not, if things don't happen to be in her way, you can always have a super sub like Yana Palacios right at your disposal and just start right as your striker position from there. So I'd see my own game to start over Palacios for this one. Interesting. And let's not let's not also forget that Blue is also going to be in contender for trying to, you know, put her name into the starting position as well. So interesting to see if she gets minutes as well. We'll 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 see what happens. But internally, competition should be at an all time maximum high, uh, which I think will boast well for this America side, to be honest. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. But interesting. I like your formation. I, I, I can see it happening. I can see it working, actually, to be honest. Um, I, I would just I, I think he'd be inclined more to play Kiana. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he can communicate with her better because he they both speak English. Funny, funny uh, enough, as you mentioned that, Craig Harrington and his staff are actually taking lessons in Spanish 
to communicate. And that's actually really good. So. You see. I would hope so. Because I, would love, I would love to hear him in his first post-conference. We have it on Zoom. He'll probably be... I'd say if Angle will have a translator maybe for like the first game, for the first or not two, and then maybe he gets himself comfortable or he can speak on, on full on Spanish. Probably better than me, honestly. So, hey, I, I, I would love to see just him just saying little words in Spanish to his players, you know. Be nice to see. Someone's gonna teach him La Concha, you know, what falls after that. <laughs> but hey, we'll see what happens though. It should be interesting. Look, we're excited just to have the ladies back on our screens because that game is gonna be broadcasted live via through the internet. Again, this matchup is at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12, uh 12 noon central time and 1 p.m. Eastern. Um we'll see what happens, AJ, but it'll it'll be an interesting affair nonetheless to to see what these ladies are capable of doing. Can't wait for it. No. And it's going to be live on Through the NN USA. So you get to watch the game right on TV. Even though at some point, I know down, down the road, I'm going to have to go back to the bootleg streams on YouTube. So it's good. But hey, as well, many of these teams... We'll see. Fingers crossed, not so much. Yeah, no. And then many of these teams we'll actually are securing the Through the NN deal. So you'll get to see a lot of them more. And who knows, maybe we'll be seeing America Feminine more on through the end rather than just me having to just constantly go onto the dark web searching for a match so definitely and then you end up with like a polish third division match and you're just like this is nowhere near medica for me um the only one good thing about this whole hana situation that she left was no longer having to hear the hana 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 on through the end and that is that is a victory in this department, AJ. That is a victory. Let the Tigres fans deal with that. Um now we can just kind of not have to worry about it and and focus on the game. And by the way, focusing about this game, AJ's going to have you guys covered over on our Twitter account. So if you guys want to follow that game live alongside with AJ, you guys can give him your takes and your thoughts in regards to everything that is going on in Harrington's first matchup in Liga Mekis Feminine. And we'll have to wait and see if uh, if AJ's got some pretty good gifts for us to use as well. So we'll have to wait. Uh, but nonetheless, AJ, I think we're running out of time here. Anything else to add on in regards to the preview? Um, no, that's about it. Well, I'm just really excited that Liga Mekis Feminine is finally back. We have a whole new season, new players, new, um, new coaches, the same old Liga Mekis Feminine. I cannot wait to see what uh, America Feminine is going to bring to the table, especially with Craig Harrington. It's his first season in this league. See what he can do with these players. Definitely, definitely. Well, alrighty, then we won't take any more of your guys' time. But again, we just want to say thank you to everyone that was out here listening and watching to everyone uh, that is going to be following the game live on Sunday. Well, make sure you guys are sticking to our live tweets over on Twitter as AJ, again, will have you guys covered every second of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, Liga Mekis Feminine is back and our Lady Aguilas are back as well. So make sure you guys show their support on Twitter by using the hashtag Lady Aguilas. A quick note for every Americanista out there. It looks like the team is ready to drop the new home kit tomorrow. If you guys are listening to this by tomorrow, it would have been already today. Um, it looks like that's going to be the case. It's an interesting thing that they're doing, AJ, with some water bottle recycling stuff going on, trying to preserve the world, trying to preserve the earth. Um, interesting stuff. We'll see what happens. Uh, again, I think everyone already knows what the jersey looks like because it's been leaked time and time again. But it'll be nice to officially get it and so that everyone can already officially buy it from America. So uh, that is to say that the ladies will most likely be using that home kit jersey against santos on sunday so it'll be an interesting one to see nonetheless aj cannot wait i already ordered the away jersey and i'm looking there to you get go a, i'm looking to get a name i'm looking to get a name on the back of that jersey and hey maybe i might just cop the home jersey as well kiana palacios aj is ready to cop your jersey as soon as you score a brace that's what <laughs> we're saying I would say hat-trick, but I don't want to put too much pressure on her on her first stint at America. Uh, but all right, then. You guys have a wonderful time out there. We'll be back next week to talk all things America Feminine. We'll be recapping that Santos game, and we'll give you guys a preview against Puebla. Again, in the Estadio Azteca. So it should be a fun one. AJ, thank you again for coming out today. It's always been fun, and it always continues to be fun talking America Feminine with you. Thank you so much. As, as always, um, Thursdays is the best time for me because I get to talk everything America Feminine. And... Yeah, I just can't wait to talk more about it um, down the road this season. And it's buy one, get one free at Buffalo Wild Wings, too. So just kind of give <laughs> you guys a heads up. That's that's why we love Thursdays also. So not only do we get Lady Aguilas, but we get wings as well. So just 
quick little plug right there. Buffalo Wild Wings, if you guys ever want advertisements, you just come come our way. We'll be more than glad to do so. Uh, but all right, AJ, you guys have a wonderful time. We'll be back next time to talk all things America from Native. We'll be back to recap all of that stuff. And on Tuesdays, not Tuesdays, excuse me, AJ, on Mondays, you guys can hear all things about America on the men's side of things. Can't even get my words out anymore. Uh, but again, thank you guys so much. We'll catch you guys. Stay safe out there. Please continue wearing your masks. And as always, Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.